The F1 pod on Off The Ball. Surprised by the comments from the FIA that they want more teams and less races. Over the last few years, all we've done is add races. So that less race comment in particular is an interesting Listen to one. the F1 pod on Off The Ball for free, wherever you get your podcasts. Rugby Daily on Off The Ball with Deliveroo. Get top local restaurants delivered throughout the Rugby World Cup. Deliveroo, it's all on your doorstep. Welcome to Tuesday's Rugby Daily. My name is Richard McCormick and on the way, Keith Earls goes out on his own terms. There's a change in format for qualifying for the Champions Cup. Eddie Jones once again commits his future to the Wallabies, but Fiji need a new head coach. Rugby Daily is brought to you in partnership with Deliveroo. Get top local restaurants delivered throughout the Rugby World Cup. Deliveroo, it's on your doorstep. First today, one of Ireland's all-time greats has played their final game. Keith Earls today confirmed his immediate retirement from rugby, just over two weeks removed from his 36th birthday. The winger won his 101st Ireland cap during the World Cup win over Romania, having finally reached his century in the warm-up victory over England. Earls scored 36 tries in his time with Ireland, with the first of them ironically coming at Thelma Park on his debut against Canada. Earls was a key component of the Ireland side that won the Grand Slam in 2018, starting all five matches that year. This current World Cup was the fourth in which he was involved and he also toured with the Lions in 2009. With Munster, he was a Heineken Cup winner and unused substitute in their 16-13 win over Toulouse in Cardiff in 2008. Last season's URC triumph was Earl's third different league title with Munster and in a parting statement, he says he feels very fortunate to be retiring on his own terms. Ireland head coach Andy Farrell says Earl's influence transcends his on-field achievements and in a recent interview with Off the Ball, Earl spoke warmly about a special relationship with Farrell related to his own dyslexia. You know, when Andy Farrell first took over, you know, the story in the book, mm. um, he's asking me what if I plans after rugby and I said, look, I've, I'm a small bit worried about it because, you know, I, I can't, like, I don't read well, I, I don't write well, like, I don't spell well. And, you know, he... He said he knew many people who went on to be successful. You know, you 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 always you, you go in, you you try and learn, and you can pick it up fairly handy. But uh, a couple of weeks later, we ended up having a spelling competition in camp, backs against forwards, and I was sitting on the front, and I was like, "God, Simon, don't don't pick me." Simon so nice to be, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. I I knew I knew I wasn't going to get up, and I, I wasn't going to be embarrassed. And lo and behold, he picks me and. You know, I, I felt really vulnerable and I was like, no, I'm not, I'm mm. not stepping up. And, and like, you're not allowed to say no in those moments. Yeah, exactly. You know, the lads are all there, get up early and in fairness to Andy, he stood up and he goes, not in a, he wasn't undermining me, but he was just like, early doesn't do spelling competitions and, and that was it. And mm. Simon even came up and apologised to me, but I said, look, there's, you know, like, I've nearly accepted, accepted, accepting has been a big part of my life. Right. And, um, you know, how is, how is he to know? But, you know, it is, it is something I, I'm, I'm still struggling with and I certainly have to, to get it looked at. Keith Earls surely will be missed. I mentioned the URC there and on the eve of the new season, they've announced a change in qualification criteria for the European competitions. Winners of the regional shields will no longer be guaranteed qualification for the Heineken Champions Cup. Instead, the league's top eight finishers alone will dine at the top table of transcontinental rugby. The remainder will drop into the Challenge Cup to highlight the difference. If last season's standings were the only barometer for Champions Cup qualification, then Cardiff would have missed out based on their 10th place finish. If a team wins either of the European competitions without finishing in the top eight, then they'll qualify for the Champions Cup at expense of the 8th place team. 
The officiating teams for this weekend's World Cup semi-finals have been revealed. Australian Angus Gardner will be in charge of his first ever knockout game as he oversees Friday's Stade de France clash of the All Blacks and Argentina. He'll be assisted by fellow Aussie Nick Berry, England's Carl Dixon, while Ben Whitehouse of Wales will be the TMO there. Kiwi Ben O'Keefe will be in the middle the following night for South Africa's game with England. Ireland's own Andrew Brace will run the line along with Paul Williams and another New Zealander Brendan Pickerel will be the TMO. Eddie Jones claims he remains committed to his job with the Wallabies. The Australia head coach has been linked with Japan's coaching vacancy both before and during the World Cup. But speaking on his arrival back into Australia, Jones at least gave the impression that he was sticking with the Wallabies. Eddie, you are staying again. Uh, no, staying, mate. Uh, always been committed to Australian rugby. Uh, I want to leave it in a better place. And that's still the job, mate. Long term? Uh, well, I'm committed to make it better place. What does that mean? Well, it's not my—it's not absolutely my decision, is it? Now we've got a review going forward, and we'll see what happens at the end of the review. And you have been quoted recently in the past saying that the World Cup it could be all over. Well, you know, again, that's not my decision, is it? Are you worried you're going to get sacked? Probably. Uh, no, no, not worried. I don't control those sort of things. All I can do is coach. Yeah, you know, I went to the World Cup, came in a short period of time. Had to make a decision on, on the team, made a decision we needed to go with youth, and whilst the results of the World Cup want, weren't the results we wanted, I think I've left, left the Australian team in a great position to go on to 2027. And, you know, that judgment will be decided by, by the 2027 World Cup. Thank you, Tanae. Dave, you the Japanese rugby union. Have you spoken to Third parties, what does that mean, mate? Not that I'm aware of. Eddie, there are a number of separate news organisations who have cited separate sources in a couple of occasions, a number of different sources to say that you were either speaking to the Japanese rugby union or representatives of the Japanese rugby union. Can you explain whether those those reports were all inaccurate? Have you been talking to anybody? I haven't been speaking to anyone, mate. I said that before. No corporations or anything like that. That's correct. Why are you looking for those periods of time? I've got no idea, mate. Have you spoken to the government? Not for a long time. Oh, really? Yeah. Got no idea, mate. I guess it would be easy for you to say, but yeah, I'm here from now up until the World Cup. No doubt about it. Oh, well, that's the intention, mate. But uh, as you know, we play in, a, play in a game where the coach doesn't decide how long they stay. Have you got support from Rugby Australia? Uh, I believe so. But, you know, we've got to do a review. And obviously the results were disappointing. Everyone's gutted by it, uh, especially myself. Um, but I stand by the decisions we've made, and I think we've left Australian rugby in a better position. Eddie, do you have any break clauses in your contract that for whatever reason you could see you leave early? Well, that's not really for you to discuss, mate. Is it? That's a private discussion between Rugby Australia and myself, which I'd be breaking confidentiality if I said that. Jones also defended his youth policy at the World Cup, which resulted in Australia's first ever pool stage exit. Yeah, if you just look at the number of players we took to the World Cup, the number of players that still got to reach their peak, you know, they just go through a Bell, Tupou, Frost, Valentini, Hooper... McWright, McDermott, Donaldson, uh, Mark, Jorgensen, 
you know, there's a number of players there that are just at the start of their international careers. I think most of them showed during that World Cup that they've got enough to, to really go forward and be, be very good players for Australia. Then we throw in a few few other players from around the place and we've got a nucleus of a really good team. And that's, that's the most positive thing. And sometimes, you know, when you have change, everyone hates change because it's uncomfortable. You know, everyone likes the status quo. And we, we had the courage, whether it be the right courage, to make the choice that we were going to go with the younger squad. And I think this younger squad is going to, going to stand Australia in good stead. While Eddie is not for moving, Simon Rawalui is. The man who led Fiji to the quarterfinals of the World Cup is stepping down when his contract expires at the turn of the year. Rawalui only took over in the wake of Vern Cotter's resignation in February of this year. Despite the outward turbulence, he guided Fiji to a warm-up win over England at Twickenham and a first win over Australia in 69 years during the pool stage of the World Cup. Rawalui says he's bursting with pride from the team's performance in France and that they've laid the foundation for future generations of Fijian rugby. Back here at home, Connacht will be without Paul Boyle for Saturday's opening URC fixture with the Ospreys. The back rower is suffering from a wrist injury. Shane Bolton, Dave Heffernan and Sean Jansen are all targeting returns in the coming weeks due to respective hamstring, thigh and calf problems. Ulster, meanwhile, are without a host of players for their opening weekend fixture with Zebra. John Cooney is out with a calf problem. Alan O'Connor and Sean Raffle both have ankle issues. Luke Marshall is following return to play protocols following a recent concussion. Greg Jones and Eric O'Sullivan both have shoulder injuries. Marty Moore is continuing his recovery from a torn ACL. And that's not to mention the international players still to come back into the fold. That's it for today's Rugby Daily. Don't forget to subscribe to the OTB Rugby feed to keep this podcast coming at you daily and indeed free. My name is Richie McCormack. I'll have more Rugby Daily for you. With thanks to Deliveroo tomorrow. Till then, thanks for listening.